0: Happy Monday, Rev. Okay, so I hope everyone enjoyed their weekend. We are kicking off April, and as you know, we have a speaker in April with us in the Rev, who is a certified yoga teacher who specializes in yin practice. If you haven't caught her videos in the Revolution Facebook group, go back to those. Um, She's got Two so far, one introducing herself and why she does yin, and one for right before this uh, last class. Also, yin classes will be announced via via um, Facebook events, so you can keep track of those. Okay, so disclaimer, 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 disclaimer. I'm sharing my experience. This may resonate with you. This may not resonate with you. This may be something that you want to follow up and talk to your own practitioner and doctor about. This may be something that you just take on board because maybe you work with people who have trauma. Maybe you work in the fitness industry. Maybe you work in the wellness industry. Maybe you work in the massage industry. And this is just something that you can take on board or. This is just something that you can take on board as a citizen walking around in America and maybe change your perspective a little bit. So last month when we were talking about positive self-talk, we talked about chemical hacking, right? We wanted to self-make those chemicals. Are there sometimes where we need a little bit of um, help in, you know, the, the area of pharmaceuticals or medicinals? sure. But the goal should always be to find something that helps us self-produce the happy chemicals and suppress the naughty chemicals, right? So one of the things that doctors, friends, therapists recommend is exercise, right? They will just blanket statement that and say, well, you need to get out and exercise. You need to go for a run. You need to go for a walk. Have you tried doing, um, you know, have you signed up for the gym? Right. And a lot of times because it's the blanket statement, we hear exercise and we think yep i got to go to the gym and runner i got to get on the stairmaster i got to um do some hit training or you know and also hit training is very popular right it works for a lot of people so i have been someone that since my second child was born and i had a partial hysterectomy um I have not been able to consistently drop weight, um, despite whether I change my diet, despite all the hit training in the world, despite doing mud runs and uh, training for half marathons. I mean, I have completed really intense mud runs and, you know, half marathons at 205 pounds. Because even though I was running 14 miles a freaking day, I could not drop weight. And something this last year in quarantine really got me thinking because in the beginning of quarantine, March of last year, 2020, I was working out with a certain program, loved the people there, um, did see some success in weight loss, but then it's like, okay, I started seeing other side effects, um, which was that I would work out and perhaps my mentation would be up for a little bit, right? My happy chemicals. But then I was spiraling. I was spiraling in my mental health. So last year, I started working with my own trauma therapist again. Um, I needed it for multiple reasons. Um, One, because... You know, uh, I was crisis counseling through COVID, which is, it's not my forte, right? I can do it because of certifications. I'm able to do it. um, But just because we're able to do it doesn't always mean we have the capacity to do it. Um, I was also following all the rules and regs of COVID. I was not going out. I was trying to protect my children. But they have another parent and their parent was not following COVID protocol. You know, he's out with every, (laughs) I don't know, Tinder match he can find. Um, And so that was very alarming to have him out multiple times a week with multiple different people um, and, and bringing that back into the house. (laughs) And so I really had to check back in with my own trauma therapist and really check back in with control. Um, And as well as bringing other modalities on board that helped me really rectify, listen, you're not in control. It's okay. Do what you can do. Protect your children the way that you can protect your children. So one of the things that I started talking about with my own therapist was this exercise thing. It was like, oh, well, are you exercising? And I had this day where I kind of had like a blow up, right? I was like, just kind of pissed, quite frankly, of continuing to be told to work out. Now, pardon me, Rev. Let me take a drink here. Now we were not discussing weight, right? We were, we were discussing mentation and, um, and let me clarify mentation. So if you've never heard the word mentation before, it is your overall wellness and being. So is your mentation bright? Is your mentation dull? Um, it's how your physical and energetic body together, how it's going. And my mentation was low. and so, you know, she had suggested working out and I, I kind of like blew up in that moment. um one because i I was feeling, you know, that I had put weight back on um, and you know, obviously having feeling defensive about that, right? We're all human. And I kind of said, you know what? I'm so tired of being, I'm so tired of being told to work out because I go and I kill myself and I do these workouts where I cannot move in the morning. I can't stand up. I can't sit down to use the toilet. I can't climb the stairs. I'm so in pain that I'm taking copious amounts of painkillers to just try to sleep I'm done doing this to my body. I'm wrecking my body in the sake of, oh, go work out because you'll feel better. Well, guess what? I don't fucking feel better. I feel worse. So as any good professional does, when someone in their presence is having a moment she held that space and she stood silent. Um, you know, for people who are thinking about getting in this industry, there are moments where you will have people yelling at you because you're a safe space. And I knew she was a safe space and I, I let it all go. And I, I do that for other people. Um, and then she just quietly said, I Don't recall telling you to move your body until it hurt. Why are you, why are you moving your body in ways that hurt your body? And so we got on this topic of conversation of, well, that's just what society says, right? Like you have to work out till it hurts. You got to work out till it burns. Feel the burn. Oh, that's a good burn. How many times have we heard that, right? It's such a good burn. Now, again, I'm going to remind people, I'm speaking from my own experience, okay? Um, And so we really got to talking about chemicals. And, you know, she's like, what do you think it's, it's doing to your body? When you go and work out and maybe have that 20, 30 hour, 90 minutes of happy chemical hack, right? Get you all know, that beautiful dopamine and serotonin that releases, your endorphins that release. Um, you know, your skin feels flushed. You're bringing all the blood to the surface. It's beautiful, right? But if you're only experiencing 90 minutes of a happy chemical hack, and then it's then setting off three to four days of a cortisol attack because your body is in so much pain that these beautiful little neuropathways and specifically those motherfucking dendrites are coming back and going, oh, I remember being in this kind of pain. I remember when this shoulder hurt like this, when this happened to me. I remember when my back hurt, you know, anytime my back hurts instantaneously, my accident comes to my mind. Um, Anytime that my shoulders or my legs are in pain. Instantaneously, there's just a running movie of childhood abuse in my head. Um, Do I cope with it on a day-to-day process? Yes. But is it a running silent movie? You know, if somebody pulls my arm a certain way, I can think of 50,000 different silent movie clips that all of a sudden come into my brain. And immediately I'm in fight, flight, freezer piece. Immediately my levels are up. And so for me, I was, you know, we were having this conversation that, you know, if you're going and working out and you're spending an hour doing intense physical training because, you know, people want to talk about, you know, epoch, which is an oxygen thing that's supposed to turn fat into blah, 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 right? So we can take all these different things and that might work for the average person who does not have a ton of trauma, who wasn't in cortisol hell growing up, who doesn't have flare-ups of fight, 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 flight, freeze, or appease. Uh, but for a lot of people who have dealt with trauma, that very intense workout until you puke where your body is then sore for days later, it actually sends you into a cortisol hell, which keeps weight on you. So if you are someone who is, has has experienced trauma, who, like myself, I don't eat a lot of food. Like I'll drink my cup of coffee in the morning. Um, I rarely eat lunch and then I have a very timid dinner and, you know, they say like, oh, you just cut your calories and you lose weight. That doesn't happen for people who are in cortisol hell. Um, oh, you just work out and work out and work out. And that's a caloric deficit that doesn't work for people in trauma. Hell, (laughs) um, so if you are someone who has found that you do have trauma in your past, or you are currently experiencing trauma, or you're currently experiencing a flare-up of trauma, and yet you're doing hit type workouts, which is high-intensity uh, high interval training, um, you know, you're not eating because for many of us who are in cortisol hell... Um, And we, you know, are not producing high levels of serotonin, dopamine, endorphins. um, There's not that desire to eat because your body literally like shuts down and reserves. So we found that for me, and again, you might want to explore this with, you know, your own physician, is that... Those kind of workouts weren't for me. In fact, they were keeping weight on me. They were keeping me in pain. They were keeping me in a psychological pain body. Now you will find people out there who go, no, if I don't work out that way, I will get depressed. That is real and reasonable. I want people to hear that. If you are someone who's like, oh, no girl, if I don't go for that run, my brain's going to take me to dark places. Totally real, just like this experience is also real. But I want to speak for the people this month who, one, just need to get more into mindful movement, but secondary, struggle with weight issues, feel like they've done everything, and the weight is not coming off. And in fact, they start to feel worse after they work out. This may be something that you want to explore with your physician, with your practitioner, whomever you see. <clears throat> um, so I had to make a deal. I didn't have to make a deal, reframe. I made a deal with my own therapist that I would not do any sort of hit training for two years. And instead, I would move my body in ways that felt good, that helped me build a space, that helped me reclaim my days. And so I'm going to quickly talk to you about some of those, and then we're going to pop off for the day. I want to really try to keep these uh, podcasts reasonable for you guys to listen to. So, yesterday, I spent four hours working in my backyard. I was in the sunshine. It was beautiful. I was soaking up natural vitamin D, which was really helping my mentation. But I also mowed and edged, uh, weed whacked, pulled weeds, right? I mean, it was physical, but it wasn't, okay, let's pull those weeds in 30 seconds. Let's go. How many weeds can you pull? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's talk about that real quick. If you've ever been in an environment where people scream at you and you know you're about to be hit or abused or dragged down a hallway because you're being screamed at and then you go to a class where people scream at you, you're already in cortisol hell. It's already fucking happening. But we don't talk about it. We make people feel bad For having weight on them. And we tell them. If you just work out. And you just stop eating. You would be thinner. Like thinner is the thing to be. No. Healthy is the thing to be. Mentally healthy. Is the thing to be. As many of you know. I have been reclaiming my physical space. Here in this house. And so doing things like Putting up curtain rods where you're just, you know, holding that curtain rod and you're, you know, screwing it in with another hand. And there's been a lot of physical activity to regain this space. Um, I bought these DVDs on a funny, um, but also like a, a, this would be really fun for Utah. And they're like the body groove um, DVDs. And I have found that I love that. Yin yoga is so powerful for me because I'm going to tell you something. We do feel the stretch the next day, right? Last night we did a lot of um, hip, back, arm, shoulder, um, not hip. I apologize. Uh, Well, my hips get worked. Um, But, you know, like when we do thread the needle and when we're uh, supported and, Um, you know, child's pose, but like supported. And I forget the actual term for it, um, which we did last night. I wake up this morning and I feel the stretch in my shoulders. I feel, but it's a good stretch. I feel like my body has been expanded that, um, I've I've done a caretake to my body versus that I've done a disservice to my body. So you want to move, but move mindfully. So I believe that this goes for both people. Whether you are someone that hit trains, and hit training is is right for you, that you know there is not that. Um, level, this is not saying that you've never had trauma. This is not saying you don't have stress. This is not saying that your life is not difficult. Okay. But if you have not had the level of trauma that keeps you in cortisol hell, then those things are going to be right and true and accurate for you. They're going to work for you. Okay. But if you are someone who has grown up or maybe in a marriage or perhaps in a relationship, somewhere in life you experienced a trauma that is at that level where you created neuropathways, your dendrites sucked those bad boys up and Pac-Manned them and went, yep, boop, 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 boop. Then when you get into a HIIT training class and someone is screaming at you, and then you're being screamed at and hurting your own body. Oh my God, the psychology behind what we're doing. And if you are someone who knows a hit trainer, okay, if you are someone who knows people in the workout fitness industry, I would be happy for you to share this information with them if and when it arises. You know, if people are like, I don't know, they must not be doing their stuff, you know, they come in, they weigh in, they haven't lost any weight, you know, maybe share with them that trauma and cortisol plays in to staying at a weight that you're at because the body is protecting itself. So I'm going to continue to share more about this journey all through the month, share more about why we are mindfully moving, but I wanted to start the month with Like good meat and potatoes of my own story, what I learned last year, what commitments I've made to myself. Now, am I going to hit train? No, I've made that commitment to myself. I'm not going to walk into any class where anyone is screaming at me and then I'm physically hurting my body because all that does is mimic childhood abuse. So I'm committed to not doing that. myself. But when I go to Utah, am I going to hike Zion with my friends? Like, fuck yeah, I am. Is that going to, you know, challenge me? Yeah, it is. But I'm in a safe space. Nobody's yelling at me while I'm hiking Zion. When I'm in Joshua Tree, am I going to have fun and I hope do challenging physical things. Yes, but again, I'm in a safe space and nobody is yelling at me. So my cortisol does not go up. So it doesn't mean that we can't put ourselves into physically challenging things like yoga, like dance, like, um, hiking, but it means that we have to understand that when we have the introduction into, and I'm gonna be loud right now, okay, so I'll kind of put my mic back, but when we add that introduction into, go, 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 do it now, do it now, get another rep, yeah, 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 yeah. You're not going hard enough, go harder, go harder, go harder. Okay, that will fuck up. Somebody with trauma. And it wasn't even something that I I recognized for myself. in all the training that I have. Because we're just taught that if we just fucking go harder, that it'll work for us. And that when it doesn't work for us, when the number on the scale doesn't move that it's our fault. I've never had a trainer say, I wonder if we should look at your chemicals. How's your serotonin doing? How's your, how's your dopamine doing? How's your B12? How's your cortisol levels? Have you experienced trauma in your life? No, you know what you get asked? When's the date of your last surgery? Um, do you have any injuries, physical injuries we should know about? Not psychological injuries they don't care because they don't get it because they don't know. Not all of them. Most of them. I acknowledge that that's a blanket statement, but I'm going to tell you most trainers at like CalFit and Orange Theory Fitness and places like that are not worried about your psychological mentation. They want to know if you have a knee injury. And I'm, I'm not saying that to put them down. I'm saying that to acknowledge that the industry does not have an awareness of how psychology plays into physicality. So we will end there today. Please know that if you are someone who feels like they've done everything, feels like they've changed every diet, by the way, changing your diet and changing your workup consistently um, also messes with your cortisol. We're going to talk about that. but. Um, consistent changes in food or not eating and only having shakes or deprivation of food. Um, you know, only have raw or only have plant-based or only have this. Now, if it works for you again, because it helps your mentation because meat makes other things go wonky or whatever. Great. But if you're doing it based on the outcome, you believe that you will get physically and you have had any stuff in your past with food and basic needs being withheld, when someone tells you how many calories you can have, what you can eat, and when you can eat, cortisol hell, baby. So we're gonna talk about all that. Um, Last year was a, a revelation for me. It really stripped back a lot of the shame And the guilt I had about, maybe not shame. I've never been ashamed of having weight. Um, I have felt frustrated that I will do the things. And I don't see, and I didn't see a change. And yet, you know, when I do something simple, simple, like yoga, or I'm doing my yard work, I see more of a change in my body, my mentation, and the numbers on the scale than if I do HIT training. Because the reality is that you can plop yourself into a HIT training program and you're probably going to lose anywhere from 10, 15 to 20 pounds um, immediately because your body freaks out, right? Um, you're probably drinking more water. You're probably urinating more. You're probably defecating more. Um, These are all real things that happen, right? But if you're someone who just continues to plateau and continues to plateau, or you lose and then you gain and then you lose and then you gain, we're going to talk about it all month. Um, Again, we're not going to talk about any nutrition. Um, This is not a nutritional-based month. We are going to just talk about the science and psychology behind movement And what it is creating potentially in your body um, by sharing my own experiences. So I will get back to these comments. Um, All right, Rev, on the podcast, we're going to end here. I will see you guys all on Tuesday.